Today's episode is brought to you by Diane Kinlaw of Go Prime Mortgage and Jamie Tulak of EXP Realty. Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. All right, welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. This is the show where we help you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? And what a relevant uh, logline for a podcast, getting unstuck. I don't know about you, but this is week 11 of the coronavirus. The people in my house are feeling pretty stuck. <laughs> Yeah, stuck, huh? Well, I think it's cycles, isn't it, Joe? Like a roller coaster. My wife was just saying she saw this uh, meme this morning about how the people who are introverts were like, man, I really wish I could go outside. Like, yeah, but would you? And the other guy said, no, but it's nice to know that I can. I feel like that's the way that my family is feeling right now. I think we're a family of introverts and we want to get out and do stuff, but then it's like, but would we? I don't know. How's the parking lot behind you back at the Barnes and Noble? Is that vacant enough to go back and do some? Oh yeah, everything's empty. Yeah, all the parking lots are empty. Although they're talking about maybe some stuff starting to open up soon. Lots about that in the news. How's everything going with working from home? I know so many of us had work at home jobs before this started. And so it hasn't been much of an adjustment for us. But I wonder yeah. for the people that didn't have work from home jobs that got the ability to have their job convert to a work at home job, how they're holding up. Yeah, please comment or leave a leave a comment. Yeah. If there's a comment box, you can feel free to do that. But I mean, I can tell you, Joe, I have, I think everybody's gonna hit the, sort of hit the wall, like, so to speak, in this thing where reality sort of hits you. And last week was that week for me. Yeah. So I had to just face everything and deal with everything, especially like just looking at, you know, personal life stuff, finances, how to, how to stay on track with the clients that we currently service when they're freezing and how we can be strong coming out of this thing and how to just refocus our vision into how to make, how to be, I think it's really built on gratitude and then just facing the reality of the situation, embracing it and making the best in it and then looking forward to the, to the outcome. The word that I've heard a lot was pivot, and all of us now are trying to learn what we need to do differently in this new normal, and that's another word that gets thrown a lot around with the coronavirus is what's the new normal going to be? With so many businesses that were kind of on the fence about whether they should start going to be more work at home and allow their employees to work from home more often, and then the coronavirus kind of forcing their hands, There, I saw this interesting article about how they're projecting that commercial real estate might never recover as companies figured out that they can, they can do it with having their company, with having their employees work from home. Would that change up whether or not they renew leases and what, what the, the future of commercial real estate is going to look like? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. You have a lot of change happening. I'm sure it'll all shake out somehow and those locations will be put to good use. I'm no commercial real estate expert, but there's certainly a lot going on there. I know we talked to uh, John Rufty not too long ago on an episode, and he's built a lot of the, Rufty Peden has built a lot of the commercial real estate around the triangle. And we were just talking about how crazy it is what Amazon did to chain stores. And that was one of the points that was brought up in this article that I was reading is that this could do to commercial real estate what the internet did to retail shopping. 
which very well could. I don't know. So we, yeah. we've been talking during the coronavirus in the sense of what's some good news that's been happening. Have you found any great news stories, the things that have been going on? What's the actor, uh, the guy that everybody likes is a great John Krasinski. John Krasinski yeah. has the some some good news. Is that what it is? Yeah, SGN, Some Good News. It's a YouTube channel. Yeah. that His first video got like 10 million views in like two days. And it's He's a rock and rolling. So yeah. when I was looking at how to be of service to the world with what gifts that we have, Joe, there's a there's a, a there's good news happening locally, right. which is what we focus on. So how can we be the John Krasinski of the triangle and just really focus on those around us? So I have a couple of stories here I wanted to share. So let's do it. First story thing, number one. Here we go. Yeah, story story number one. Or well, I guess everybody's heard by now that. Wanted urgently, people who know a half-century-old computer language so states can process unemployment claims. Joe, is this true? <laughs> I mean, are folks who thought they were over the hill suddenly in high demand? I haven't heard of that. So it's it's in a it's in a kind of an older programming language is what they need for filing complaints. That's interesting. Do you know what well, it no, is? For filing unemployment, right? Uh, not complaints, but unemployment uh, applications, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, that makes sense, though. I know that there are a lot of companies that are surging when in this corona pandemic state that are hiring a bunch of people. And I think it's awesome that some people are able to provide jobs because so many people have lost their jobs. You just never know. When you think, you know, you're an industrial construction worker with a with a vision and, and today's uh, an IT world, you just never know how right. things are going to shake down. Yeah, I also saw, interestingly enough, I watched an article, I watched a news story this morning about how in Europe, people who haven't, in a way since the last war, have been harvesting crops. So they've been hiring day wage people. And so you got people that are concrete workers, people that were in the gig economy, are going out and picking vegetables because the travel ban has made it so that the migrant workers in this area of Europe can't come and pick the crops. Hmm. Here's a story that I wanted to share. This is really the first one that got that tickled my fancy. So apparently this guy, Mike Foreman, who's the vice president of marketing and brand strategy for the Carolina Hurricanes, okay. is a pretty cool guy when it comes to uh, strategy and marketing. And he, he was able to use his gifts to serve the community by, well, let's put it this way. The Apex Police Department did a drive-by near Mr. Foreman's home and presented his, looks like daughter, Tate, Tate's fourth birthday today. Forgive me if it's a, a, a young a boy or a girl, but it says Tate's fourth birthday party. Uh, a local boy, yeah. So Mike's son, Tate, fourth birthday party on the sidewalk. They're in the subdivision, and the Apex Police Department comes cruising by with their sirens and their lights and just giving this, this boy. And I've seen this trend around social media yeah. where this is happening. Have you seen this, Joe? I have where people kind of throw like these mini ticker tape parades because we can't really do parties. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I guess, mixed reviews about that, but this is pretty cool how the Apex Police Department rallied around this child's birthday and presented the child with a, with a, a nice gift. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. If anybody else can figure out great things to do for a birthday, I would really personally be interested. My daughter's turning 13 
and it's going to be during this shutdown. And she really enjoys the family party as well as doing something together as a family for her birthday. And when she realized that that wasn't going to happen, coupled with the fact that Amazon is now shipping non-essential items really late. And my wife and I had to tell her that her birthday present wasn't going to get here on her birthday. And it was just heartbreaking. She was just not excited about it. And I really want to come up with something awesome to do. And uh, if anybody has any ideas of something that we can do staying inside that will be special, I would love to get any kind of feedback on something cool that I can do for my daughter's 13th birthday. Staying inside, staying inside. <laughs> oh, 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 staying inside. Yeah. Well, you got to play that at the birthday party. <laughs> this is one thing that I, I did think was my good news story that I wanted to share today about the coronavirus. My oldest daughter and her boyfriend, who's a really nice kid, have this really sweet relationship and they text all the time and they, they play because of the stay-at-home thing. They can't see each other, right? And as a dad, this is kind of a nice deal for me. I kind of really dig social distance dating. So what it looks like is my wife has driven my daughter over to her boyfriend's house and she stands at the bottom of his stairs and he stands at the top of his stairs and they just talk for like 20 minutes, but they're like 10 feet away. This is kind of the ideal situation for dating for any father who's got a young daughter. And uh, so I think COVID dating is one of those things we should keep long after, long after the fact that uh, the pandemic is over. Joe, have you, have you seen the movie Contagion? No, I haven't seen it yet. Joe... You have to see it because they're doing that in the movie. Oh, you really? Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I got to put that on my list. Yeah, put it on your list because they're doing the dating and it takes it to a new level. There's a shotgun involved in one scene and yeah. there's a prop involved. So that might give you ideas for the birthday party. Um, we'll get back to our suggestions of stuff we've been watching in a bit, but let's let's go to the next good news story. All right, all right, all right. Next one. A teenager... In the state of, looks like Iowa, saw that his grandparents were in peril with getting their groceries. So he was delivering free to the groceries to the grandparents. And this became an actual organization in the state of Iowa. I believe it's Iowa. And it's called Tease Angel Hands. Nonprofit Tease Angel Hands is... Delivering groceries to seniors absolutely free. And it looks like they've received uh, donations and angel investors who have created a website and uh, helped set up this process. This is a teenager who was bored. Wow. And saw a need, yeah. T-angelhands.com. That's awesome. That's good work. Yeah. Moving on, number six, today's final contestant on the good news for a change. Georgia bar owner gives $3,714 that were stapled $1 bills all along the walls and the, and the roof of this bar in Georgia to the unemployed staff. They accumulated $3,714 and they cleaned each dollar bill. And one of the uh, links we can share here, it's a really cool story. Her name was, let me read this. With shelter in place orders upending the hospitality industry, Bars and restaurants around the country are fighting to find ways to pay their staff. For one Georgia bar owner, the solution was stapled to the walls. For over a decade, customers at TV's Island Sandbar have signed and stapled dollar bills to the walls as a memento of their visit. 
after owner Jennifer Knox was forced to shutter the bar due to lack of business, she realized the bar's unusual decor offered an opportunity to give back to her former employees. Pretty cool story. Uh, if you want to learn more, check out Jennifer Knox, Georgia bar owner. Our title sponsors for this show are Diane Kinlaw and Jamie Tulak. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or wish to refinance, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the triangle housing market better than the back of her hand? As your local lender, Diane Kinlaw knows how important this area is to you because it's her home too. That's why she's made it a goal not to just be the best loan officer around, but a community leader supporting small businesses with referrals and networking events and supporting local charities with frequent fundraisers. If you're looking to move to Holly Springs or the surrounding area, or maybe interested in a refinance to lower your term or rate, Diane offers a wide array of programs to fit your family's needs. Let her be a part of your path home. A home doesn't have to be a dream. Let Diane make it a reality. You can contact us at www.goprime.com and search for Diane or call 919-624-9541. GoPrime Mortgage Incorporated, company NMLS number 69551. Diane Kinlaw, NMLS number 1600777. GoPrime is an equal housing opportunity lender. Today's show sponsor, Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty, has a passion for serving clients and nearly a decade of industry experience as a top producing realtor and designer. Jamie Tulak of eXp Realty will help you reach your real estate goals. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or renting in today's market, having an experienced real estate expert working for you is crucial. And don't forget to ask her about her hometown heroes credit for military, police, firefighters, teachers, and medical providers. Contact Jamie Tulak today at 559-707-1913. That's 559-707-1913. MRP certified. switch gears to the fun stuff to watch here's a couple yeah. of things that that i've been watching one thing i've discovered with the corona thing is that concerts from home are not that interesting to me like i've watched a couple of them the, the concerts from home where the artists are in their house they're not that great it's kind of just like i'm eavesdropping on a zoom call a little bit i don't know about if you've seen any of those concerts if you think they're good i, I just i just read in the new york post that the one with lady gaga is oh did it yeah, and they say why, because it doesn't compare at all to the 1985 Freddie Mercury Queen performance, where that was for AIDS, for bringing hope, right. for fighting AIDS, and they rocked the house. But these people, the ones that were on recently, this is what the Post article said, that the Lady Gaga and John Legend and whoever else was there, all sang sad, sad songs in front of trophy cases. So it was like a juxtaposition of yeah, like, it just made people depressed is what the article said. There's a I'm lot sure. of, I've heard of various things too about the hashtag eat the rich. Have you heard about that one? No. So the hashtag eat the rich got started essentially because people began to notice that celebrities when they would post or sing karaoke or read a book or do something to kind of entertain the fans were doing it from their super nice vacation homes in these very elaborate kind of backgrounds. And I think it just struck a weird chord with some people who find themselves in a situation where they haven't gotten their payroll protection act yet or they've been laid off and they're out of money and it just seems like it's a bridge too far for some people and so this idea of hashtag eat the rich came up it's like i don't want to see another video of you roughing it out in your million dollar swanky house while so many americans are having a really hard time you know what i'm saying meanwhile to change 
let's change change uh, focus again here. I saw a video this morning of Tom Cruise in a Maverick full fighter jet outfit, with oh, really? a breather apparatus and everything, pushing a cart and a target, purchasing some batteries and some Tic Tacs, exiting the target and going to the parking lot and then taking it off. <laughs> like the real Tom Cruise just had to run to Target and he wore his top mask mask? I don't, it mavered everything from the movie. It was the actual outfit and it, it shows the first body cam of him going in and purchasing batteries and Tic Tacs. That's awesome. I don't know if it was recorded before COVID-19 or during this situation. Right. But it's really funny now. It's a great piece of marketing. But like I watched the SNL where they did it from home and it was okay. But it was like, it was felt like SNL. They did a good job and Tom Hanks hosted it. I watched uh, a little bit of it. I actually had to turn it off of that Disney sing at home, sing along at home thing. Cause yeah, my, yeah, kid, my kids grew up on those movies and I thought maybe we'll watch this with the kids. And my wife watched a couple of them with me on the couch. And it was just, it was not great. It was, I thought they were just going to play Disney songs and let us sing along. But it was like celebrities singing Disney songs from like their Zoom cameras. And yeah. I just don't, I don't know that that translates as, as well as people think, but we did buy HBO now because it was free. And so we started watching some shows that uh, have been talked about for a really long time. My wife and I started Westworld and that's a pretty awesome show. It's a really cool premise and, uh, but you have to pay. That's not one of the free things that's on HBO right now, but I guess they're still making episodes and one came out on Sunday night. I'm not there yet. No spoilers, please. I just finished season one with Lori and it was pretty cool. Cool, man. We watched Phantom of the Opera. That was a, a previously recorded live performance, and we watched that on Saturday. We had it going. I was out with Viking and yeah. came in and saw saw it. But I'm still they, I'm still looking for when the South by Southwest Festival is going to hit Amazon Prime. I haven't seen anything, but when, once we do, maybe we'll try and share a link out from the guys who do stuff social media because I think that'll be pretty cool. I've never been able to go to South by Southwest, but that's a pretty neat idea for a virtual event. Yeah. Please let me know when that happens, Joe. I'm going to check that. It'll be very valuable for, for the world to see those films. Yeah. On another note, remember I was asking you your advice about the Facebook portal, which is a new camera that shows right, right. what screen and the camera follows you around the room. Um, we received ours in the mail and we used it with my family. Oh, was it good? I mean, beyond the privacy issues that could be there, it was fantastic. So it hooks right up to your TV and you can just essentially yeah, open up a video yeah. call with your family and they have to have one of these on their television, but it kind of, or not, they can be using their phone and all you see is their link there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it works pretty good. Huh? After you told me about that, I actually went online and looked for other cameras that attach to your TV and zoom actually makes one, but it's pretty expensive. Like, like a thousand dollars is kind of expensive for this. Are you hearing this? Yeah. Price, man. Yeah. I think that that's going to be one of the things that might really stick, Josh, is uh, video conferencing and its role in our life because I believe so many people didn't video conference or use video calls before because they were unfamiliar with the software, didn't know how to do it, and this has forced so many people to get comfortable with it in a way sure. that I think it's going to really be a bigger part of society <laughs> moving forward. As soon as Leonardo DiCaprio starts talking about how it can actually reduce CO2 emissions and they realize that, you know, when you're doing a video call, you don't have to get in your vehicle and start your combustion engine and drive to have that same meeting. Right. I think what we're going to see out of this is a lot of climate change connections. I would say if I were a Zoom executive or another one that's maybe not as big, 
be talking about that talking about that green angle yeah i hadn't considered that before but it definitely does cut down on a lot of emissions if you don't leave your house i don't know how it's affecting your personal budget josh but i want to see where you guys are at on this we have been spending a lot less money on on things that would be in the entertainment category i guess of our budget before you know like because we can't can't go see a movie can't go i heard the movie theaters are talking about opening in august which is a which is a bummer. I love seeing movies with the family, but it's just not an option for us right now. But we have been spending a crazy amount of money on groceries. Yeah, it's well, like. Are you spending up. a crazy amount, or are you going less frequently and spending the same amount? That's probably it. I bet a lot of it's a little bit of boredom or stir craziness, and so we go to the grocery store when we need like one thing, and then. <laughs> My kids and wife have done it before where they'll walk to the grocery store. We're lucky enough to live pretty close to a Harris Teeter and they'll walk there and then I'll get a phone call and be like, can you come get us? We bought too much stuff to carry home. <laughs> That's funny. What, what grocery store do you go? Harris Teeter? Harris Teeter. And uh, my wife just recently started going to Lidl and uh, they yeah. have a fantastic bakery section. Like they had, we bought some, some croissants from there. Fantastic. Really liked it. Yeah. Today was my first voyage to Trader Joe's. So I arrived at Trader Joe's at Almost 9 a.m. when they opened, and there were already 20 people in line around the corner. I'm sure yeah. you've seen it, the one in Cary. Yeah. And I was very impressed with the way they handled that from an organizational standpoint. Um, the week prior, I went to Whole Foods to do our run because I saw the line at Trader Joe's, or, sorry, two weeks prior, and there was not that organization in Whole Foods, but also I noticed there were not half the people at Whole Foods. Right. Yeah, so... Yeah. So last or this Monday, I guess, was the first day that the that the the rule went in place in our area that grocery stores can only be open to twenty percent occupancy. And so now you're seeing people stand in lines. And this also happened to be the first week that we ran out of toilet paper. So Lori woke up early on Saturday and she stood in line at Target and she didn't realize how cold it was. So it was cold and rainy. And she's out there at Target. She waited in line for 20 minutes and she did get toilet paper, but it was like one of the last ones. So it's not impossible to get toilet paper, but it's, it's, it's interesting. This is kind of like the, how big of a deal toilet paper has become because of this COVID virus. Yeah. You know what, Joe, it's become a real pain in the ass. (laughs) And I think that's the same with the lockdown. I think that's where everybody else is, is with that. It's just a pain in the ass. As soon as it could be over, that would be fantastic. Let's get back to work. Um, well, you're, you're in the dip of the cycle that I spoke about earlier. See, it's all about you. Begin, there's this interesting cycle here, uh, psychologically, that's occurring where you have a like, I can't deal with this anymore. And then at the other end, there's the man, I'm so thankful for this time with my family. Yeah, that's very and true. And I know that like my wife today, she was mentioning like she could totally just work from home. Like she's now made it to the point in her feeling like this isn't so bad. Like I could just work from home every day. And I wonder if there's not something to the stay at home order that's parallel or akin to like the five stages of grief. Like this is what we're all going through and dealing with what the new normal is, whether it's us. Denial, which is, I think, where a lot of people want to be. Like, this is stupid. It's just a, it's just a bad flu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To anger, and hopefully all the way to acceptance, which yeah. is whatever this new normal is going to be. But I just hope the new normal gets started soon. 
I'm looking. We should create, we, we should create a uh, flowchart, Joe. You know, guys who do stuff flowchart for everyone experiencing these stages. The five, yeah, the five stages of coronavirus. We'll come up with it. Grief. It'll yeah. just we'll just steal it straight from. Speaking of grief, I would like to share that we have had a friend, a very close friend who lives in New York, to succumb to. COVID-19 and pass away yesterday morning. Oh man, I'm sorry for your loss. Well, he was a great guy and he did many things. Thank you. I wasn't as close to him as his mother and his wife or some of his friends in New York, but we were, we were aware of the situation and we were informed yesterday, early yesterday that, that he in fact had passed away and he was our age. He was early forties. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sad, so yeah. sad. Such a reality that, you know, this thing exists when it hits that close. It's good to see that the numbers are starting to plateau and kind of start to go down as far as the, the daily deaths. But even in their plateauing and going down, it's still a lot of loss of life and a lot of loss of loved ones and just a, just a lot of pain that people must be feeling and going through and so I know we're not quite out of the woods at all yet but at least it's encouraging that it's not continuing to go up and up and up yeah if anybody listening to this is Filipino my friend Jerry Belasta was a filmmaker he made a movie called The Mountain Thief where he employed the impoverished village children of the Smoky Mountain in the Philippines which is all heaps of trash from all over the main island going to this place and it's piled up and people live in it and went over there with a heart for these people and employed them and taught them the craft of acting and they made a movie of a narrative a story a, a written story within that world and it was called the mountain thief so check out the mountain thief online sometime and you'll know jerry Belasta who made that film, who went on to be a major helper of kids in New York City, and he's the one that passed away. So that movie scored, like, really big at the uh, Filipino Film, uh, the India Bravo Film Foundation in New York. So that movie's going to live on, his legacy will live on, Jerry Belasso, his legacy will live on. He inspired many people. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I hope everybody's staying healthy. I hope everybody's in keeping inside and taking advantage of what can be taken advantage of during this time, spending increased time with your family. And for those that that don't actually live in the same house as their family, please continue to make sure to call mom and dad more regularly than you used to. Call your friends and your and your coworkers and do that water cooler talk just over Skype. Just have a quick Skype call or FaceTime or whatever is the easiest way for you to video conference and just check in with your friends and family and uh, see how everybody's doing and make sure that if there's anything we can be doing to help people out that we're doing it. Also, I want to give a plug to a couple of people who are really people to follow on LinkedIn. They are Terry Vaughn, who's a former guest of ours. He's a Terry is a body language and communications workshop expert. Yeah. This guy is like special forces. At the same time, a great communicator, speaks at conferences. I met him, he was speaking at a large conference and uh, have become active with him on LinkedIn, but that's a place he's sharing great tips 
things to learn. You know, there was another active shooting in Canada Saturday. Did you know that, Joe? I had heard about that, yeah. Yeah, this, this, this man dressed up like a uh, uniform, yeah. Yeah, uniformed, uh, uh, mounted, whatever they call them in Canada, much respect. They, uh, they, he, he went around shooting people as they came out of their homes. And, uh, but anyway, Terry speaks a lot about reading body language and how to avoid his DIRT, D-I-R-T acronym for a training that he does. But well, check him out, Terry Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-A-N. Yeah, and if body you didn't language. hear the episode where he came on, it was really funny because he reads yeah. people's body language and we ask him to read Josh and I, and he kind of, he nailed it. It was funny. Yeah, he nailed you, Joe. He, <laughs> he did, he did. Yeah, he always nails me. He knows me. Yeah, and uh, Wake Zone Coffee. Joe, did you see that photograph I made on a motorcycle getting drive-through delivery of the coffee? I didn't know if I wanted to own a motorcycle more or if it made me want to go out and get coffee more. Uh, well, I thought, man, what a great little you know thing for Instagram or just social media. And then when I saw that somebody walked through on a horse at his other store, I was like, I can't touch that. <laughs> yeah. This has been fun, Josh. I hope everybody's doing well and staying safe. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week and that this thing gets over soon. Keep the real people. Keep the gratitude flowing. Write it down. Peace. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck. Tell a better story. And have a good answer to the question. What are you doing today?